It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we return here with another episode of Locked on Ravens. I am your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire. And it's an exciting day today. It's a, I'll call it a purple Monday, as there were a bunch of games on Sunday, but the Ravens were not a part of them because they have Monday night all to themselves as they are getting ready to take on the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. It's going to be an electric atmosphere there. But today I do want to dive into a full game preview because Ravens football is officially here and it's going to be a huge thing for the Ravens, hopefully to get off to a fast start during the 2021 season. You know, it was a disappointing end of the 2020 season for sure with the playoff loss of the Buffalo Bills, but the Ravens, they have retooled and they're ready. You know, they have faced some adversity already during the 2021 offseason, the training camp preseason with the injuries they've gone through. But I think Baltimore is confident in the guys that they have. And it will be an adjustment for sure. They've lost a lot of key contributors in the last couple of weeks. And this will be a game to see, all right, just how far along is this Ravens team right now? So in the first segment, I do want to talk about the Ravens offense going up against that Las Vegas Raiders defense because we will get into a full game preview. And that means in the second segment, we'll flip the field, talk about the Ravens defense going up against the Las Vegas offense. And then finally, in the third segment, we'll be talking about some final score predictions, some storylines in there, sprinkling some game action as well. We'll do that throughout the whole episode, but we'll get into the real, all right, this is the final score prediction for that final segment. So we do have a lot to talk about, a lot of storylines, a lot of excitement. You know, everybody was watching the games on Sunday and, and I was in this crowd and I was thinking, this is awesome. This is great. Football is back. But where are the Ravens, right? Where are the Ravens? So I'm excited to see them play. I'm excited to see just what they have up their sleeve. I know in the preseason, the offense, very vanilla. Greg Roman didn't really open up a lot of that playbook as he should have done. He shouldn't have opened up that playbook. So we'll get to see a bit of where the offense is, where the defense is. It's an exciting time here, definitely, for the Baltimore Ravens. So we'll dive right into it here, though. Before we do that, we are in our second week of YouTube. This is the second Monday episode we have done. We've grown the channel a lot. I'm very appreciative of everybody who has shown support. If you're following along with us here on YouTube, where you can see my face, see the background, of course, be sure to like the video, subscribe if you do enjoy the content. It helps out the YouTube algorithm. And if you're following along in just audio form, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, be sure to follow the show so you get show updates. We come out with our content Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. And also be sure to follow me on Twitter. My personal account is kostriker34, at kostriker34. So 
With all that being said, let's dive into this full game preview. The Baltimore Ravens gearing up to take on those Las Vegas Raiders, a game that honestly I think is going to be a lot better than a lot of people anticipate. People look at the week one Ravens and they see that 164 to 19 over the last four week ones. And look, I get it. Me personally, it's it's tough to go against those week one Ravens. And we'll talk about my final score prediction in the last segment. But the Ravens and their track record in week one, it's unbelievable. You go back and we're talking about the offense here. So let's talk about the offensive performances. Last year, 2020, Cleveland Browns come to MT Bank Stadium. Baltimore beats them 38 to 6. The year before that, 2019, Lamar Jackson's MVP season. They open up with a road win against the Miami Dolphins, 59. Yes, that, that's correct. 59 to 10. That, that's insanity. But it just goes to show the Ravens are on their game in the opening week, where whenever they play, whether it's one o'clock on Sunday, 8-20, on Monday night, right? They're always prepared, or at least they have been. Now, the Raiders are going to be trying to do their best to stop that trend and, and come out there and say, hey, you've outscored opponents 164 to 19 over those last four games. Well, we're here to put an end to that. And the Raiders, their defense definitely struggled last season. And looking at the Ravens offense, it was one of the biggest strengths of their team. You know, the Ravens offense, one of the most high powered rushing offenses, especially over the last two seasons, especially in the rushing department. Now, the Raiders in general, how I grade opposing defenses and, and even the Ravens defense itself, how I grade defenses, I don't look at total yards, you know, total passes attempted, all these rushing stats. Those things are systems of an offense or they're made by an offense, right? If we're looking at the Ravens offense in particular here, I'm not going to go off of total rushing yards versus total passing yards because the offenses run heavy. And so comparing that to other offenses like, let's say, Kansas City, let's say Pittsburgh, where... Those guys throw the football a bit more than they run it. It's all comparing apples to oil. It's all doing all this stuff. So for me, what I like to compare is the actual averages. So I'm comparing yards per attempt. I'm comparing average in terms of yards given up per game on the ground. It's those types of things. And the Las Vegas defense, they did struggle in 2020, as I mentioned. In 2020, last season, the Raiders ranked 23rd in rush defense in terms of yards per game allowed on the ground, and then 26th. They were tied for 26th, I believe it was, in yards per game given up through the air. So those two things, not a great start, but this Raiders defense is a bit different than we saw in 2020. The Ravens, they're going to be facing a unit in Las Vegas that brought in former Raven Yannick Ngakwe. He will be a pass rushing force, and, and I think he's a better scheme fit there anyway. I know the fit was not good in Baltimore, and he said that. He said he wasn't utilized well. But the way that the Ravens offense is going to work this year It'll be a bit difficult for, I think, the Raiders to continuously stop them every single possession. And for the Ravens, their offense, they can put up points in a hurry, and, and they can be very efficient, of course, when it comes to running the football. And I think they're going to be a bit more efficient passing the football this year as well. Lamar Jackson has a big storyline in this one. He's been efficient in a lot of areas, very efficient in the red zone. Obviously, the middle of the field is where he prefers to throw the ball, but he's not a bad thrower outside the numbers. He just doesn't prefer that, and that's okay. You know, Quarterbacks have a certain area of the field where they feel comfortable throwing, and it's not a crime if they want to do that or post throwing to places where they're not comfortable. But the biggest storyline for me, at least, is the Ravens running back room because we know what J.K. Dobbins brought to the table. We know what Gus Edwards brought to the table. Those two players, though, will not be available for the entire 2021 season because of their season-ending injuries. Obviously, Justice Hill is in that category as well. So the Ravens, they're going to be relying on Tyson Williams. They're going to be relying on Latavius Murray. 
Is Le'Veon Bell going to be promoted from the practice squad? Is Devonta Freeman going to be promoted from the practice squad? The Ravens have signed four running backs in under a week. They, they've been doing a lot of work to get their running back room back up to what they feel like can be a productive room instead of, all right, we're signing all these talents. They don't really fit this, that, and the other. And look, the fit with Bell, his running style is a bit questionable, right? He has that, that patient run style where he waits for the holes to open up and then he just shoots through them. That's what he does really well. Can he adjust his game? I think he can, but it might take a little bit of an adjustment. Also, the mesh point is a very key storyline in this one because you're looking at it, the Ravens don't have a lot of experience with the mesh point runs with their running backs currently on their roster right now. I believe the highest number is 13 rushes from a running back on their active roster. And the Ravens, they love doing RPOs sometimes, and they love doing all this different stuff with the mesh point. So it, it might be a bit sloppy. And obviously week one for teams, this is where they get those jitters out. They, they work out everything. And there's going to be some sloppy football Definitely, I think, with the Ravens and, and even the Raiders, just because, one, it is week one. Two, for the Ravens, they're working with a bunch of new pieces. The offensive line hasn't played a ton of game action together. The wide receivers, such as, as Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins, de dealt with their own injuries during training camp. So I think that, look, the Raiders, bottom half of the league last season in terms of passing and rushing defense. Now, you know, in terms of net yards per attempt, the Raiders actually ranked in the top half of the league. I think they were fifth or tied for fifth in that, around seven yards there. But the league is pretty close, right? One through 32 there, you're looking at a pretty minimal difference. So that's not a huge deal. Yards per attempt, the Raiders ranked at the bottom there, too. I think they were 24th. So, you know, you're looking at that, and you look at the Ravens' offense. And as long as the Ravens do have Lamar Jackson on the field, I think they obviously have a chance to win every game. Lamar Jackson anticipated to take a huge, huge year four leap as he looks to secure a very big contract extension, one that's coming regardless of the kind of season he has, in my opinion, but it's a matter of when that comes. Jackson, you know, the passing offense has taken a lot of heat. Greg Roman has taken a lot of heat. How will this passing offense go up against the Raiders defense that, you know, Trayvon Mullen is there. They drafted Javon Merrig in the second round, the good safety at a TCU. Now the Ravens have another TCU safety rookie in our Darius Washington. We'll get to him in the second segment, but they've made improvements. Corey Littleton is there as a linebacker. He's decent in coverage. So they have a bunch of players who can cover. It's just a matter of, okay, how well are they going to cover? The Ravens with Marquise Brown, with Sammy Watkins. James Prochet finally translated his practices into game action during week three of the preseason against the Washington football team. So you're looking at all that. And I think that obviously with Mark Andrews in that fold as well, with the pass catching prowess that the Ravens running backs now have, I think Tyson Williams showed a bit in that department as well as pass protection. Latavius Murray, he is a pass catcher out of the backfield. He can do that. Same with Le'Veon Bell, same with Devonta Freeman. They can all do it. And I think that's an area the Ravens have really talked up during the offseason. So I think this is a good matchup for the Ravens. They obviously brought in the reinforcements, the Ngakwe and Max Crosby tandem on the opposite sides of each other there. Who's going to go up against Alejandro Villanueva, the offensive line again? It, it's the gelling part. Can they gel? It might take a couple of weeks, right? We might see some rust on Ronnie Stanley, but on the other hand, he's one of the best tackles, if not the best in the NFL. So he might shake that off pretty quickly, and he gets back to what we all know Ronnie Stanley can do. Alejandro Villanueva playing the right side in a live game, right? It, it's all these different kinds of storylines where, yes, the Ravens, they have the talent. They've lost a bit with the injuries, but I do think that with the guys that they have, you know, they believe in each other. The offense, 
the, the drop off in talent from the running back position, yes, it's a bit concerning because you're you're having a hard time, I assume, replacing J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Those aren't two guys who you just sign any running back and say, okay, they're replaced. It's okay. That's that's not what happens. So I think that for the Ravens, they have to believe in their guys. They have to stick to their game plan. If they get down early, don't panic, right? This is a run first football team for a reason, but it's it's about time they kind of open up that passing offense. So I think we're going to see a bit more of Lamar Jackson throwing the football, especially with the injuries to the running backs. But overall, with the Raiders being in the bottom half of the league last season, obviously the improvements might push them up a little bit. I think that the Ravens have a good matchup here for Monday night football on the offensive side of the ball. But when we get back here, we're going to be flipping the field and talking about the defensive side of the ball for the Baltimore Ravens going up against the Las Vegas offense. So stay tuned for that, and we will be right back. But football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to follow and run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates, and they offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. You can even brand your pool for local businesses, bars, or restaurants. Check them out today and get $10 off of runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we return here with our second segment of this Purple Monday edition of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Oshak, your host, still here with you. And we're now going to dive in to the Ravens defense going up against this Las Vegas Raiders offense. An offense that definitely has some weapons. Now, a little bit of a late-breaking developing story that came out here at the time of this recording, Josh Jacobs is actually downgraded in the injury report to questionable due to an illness. So if Jacobs is unable to play, that's a pretty big blow to the Raiders because he is a big part of what they do on offense. But the person who I think the Ravens obviously have to slow down and stop in order to win this game is quarterback Derek Carr. Now, Carr, I think, is a bit underrated. People see what he's done and the stats are kind of there, but also he hasn't really put it all together yet. But people in Las Vegas, it seems like, are very excited about Carr. They're excited about the weapons he has around him. So Carr is someone who I think the Ravens have to rattle early. And their defense, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with the loss of Marcus Peters. Now, we talked about this on Friday with Ingraven Vids, who was our Friday guest. Again, thank you to Ingraven. But it's going to be really difficult for the Ravens to replace a guy such as Marcus Peters. You look at the injury to Gus Edwards, and you look at the injury to Marcus Peters. And... Honestly, I think 
The injury to Edwards, it's brutal. Both of the injuries, brutal injuries. But with Edwards, I think that's a bit easier to replace because the Ravens rushing offense in general, right? It, it's big and it's good and it's it's an elite rushing offense. So you put a guy like Latavius Murray in there who kind of profiles a little bit like Gus Edwards, big back, one cut, north-south runner. That works out. But with Peters, he has such amazing game sense. And now it's going to be up to Anthony Averett to step up. The Ravens are probably going to have to play Jimmy Smith and Tavon Young a bit more. Now, obviously, Peters wasn't playing in the slot. Tavon Young, he's going to be relied upon there, though, because maybe the Ravens would feel comfortable putting Humphrey in the slot with Averett and Peters on the outside for a couple of plays. But now you don't have that anymore. So where are you putting Jimmy Smith, right? You, you like Smith in that that situational matchup. Like this is the perfect game for Jimmy Smith because of Darren Waller, but it doesn't seem like Jimmy Smith is going to play in this one. He just returned from his ankle injury. So, you know, it, it seems a bit like he's not going to play in this one. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if that were the case. And honestly, I don't really think he should be playing anyway, just because I don't think the Ravens, you know, he's probably not in the game shape right now. So who do you put on Mr. Darren Waller? Waller has turned into one of the best tight ends in the entire NFL right up there with Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and all those guys, right? He started his career in Baltimore, was going through some stuff, and I'm very glad he was able to kind of work through that, and now he's a very successful football player. Made the positional switch to tight end. The Ravens drafted him actually as a wide receiver out of Georgia Tech, but again, he's a matchup nightmare. Patrick Queen, you know, you'd like to see that matchup, but I don't know if that's a matchup you want right now. Chuck Clark, I mean, it's it, it's 50-50. You could do that. I think Marlon Humphrey's the best actual matchup for him. But then where do you go with the cornerbacks? Who do you match up against Henry Ruggs? Who do you match up against Brian Edwards? There's Hunter Renfro, who's going to work in the slot, right? You're probably you're comfortable with Tavon Young in the slot for the most part. Will there be a snap count? I'm not entirely sure. But who knows? There could be. So when looking at it that way, if I'm putting Marlon Humphrey on Darren Waller, and it, because I think that's the best personal matchup, one-on-one -on -one matchup, do you put Chris Westry on Henry Ruggs? Ruggs has the speed. Westry has the speed. So we'll see what ends up happening there. But the Ravens, their defense is very blitz-oriented. The Ravens have the highest blitz rate in the NFL over the past two seasons. They love to generate pressure, and we all know about what they do at the line. They disguise their blitzes. They'll put eight at the line on two consecutive plays. One play they'll bring all eight. The next they'll drop back everybody but three or four. But this season, especially with the loss of Peters, the loss of Peters does a couple of things for this defense. It's going to force them to, I think, play a bit more conservatively. And what I mean by that is they're not going to be able to blitz as much. And what I mean by that is, you know, they're not going to drop their blitz percentage rate by 25% or they're going to cut it in half or anything. They're still going to be one of the highest blitzing rate teams in the entire NFL. But in this game against Las Vegas, Derek Carr has proven to be a pretty good quarterback against the blitz. So you have to take that into account and say, all right, where's our matchup and what are we doing? Patrick Queen showed a lot as a blitzer during the preseason. I really like what Brandon Stevens showed as a blitzer during the preseason. Deshaun Elliott can do it as well. They have a lot of blitzers who can really come, even if it's is a free rusher or whether there is a running back blocking, I'm confident in that. But if Derek Carr starts rolling out, buying some time, Marcus Peters gave the defense, you know, a bit of comfortability with, all right, we know Marcus Peters is going to be able to stick to his man, cover his zone, right, do whatever he needs to do. With Avery, he's a bit more unproven, and he has shown, right, when he stepped in last year due to injuries for a bit before he himself got injured, he played really well. Now, Averett, Good cover guy. He, he's really sticky, 
but can sometimes not know how to play the ball, right? He'll be right there and the ball will come and he'll just not make a play on it or he'll struggle to make a play on it. So that's something he has to work on a bit. But I still think that Averett in general can do a lot of good things. And overall, the Ravens have a very talented defense. The loss of Marcus Peters is not going to completely throw a wrench in their defensive plans. But I think it will be difficult for them at first, you know, maybe the first couple plays. Maybe I'm maybe the Ravens have a pick six or a forced fumble their first play, and I honestly hope they do. But it's going to take a bit of an adjustment period, much like, you know, with the offensive line or with the, uh, with the wide receivers, those types of players. The Ravens might have to adjust a bit with Marcus Peters not out there because he's become such a key part of their defense. Now, without blitzing, the Ravens have struggled a bit, right? It's It's been a little bit difficult for them to generate pressure without blitzing. They've done it, but it's been rather inconsistent. The Ravens weren't a very high sack team last year. They were a lot better in the pressure department. It's a matter of not only getting to the quarterback, but bringing the quarterback down. The Ravens' sack leader last year was Matthew Judon, and he had six. They brought in Justin Houston. They obviously lose Judon and Yanni Kingakwe and Jihad Ward as well. But I do think that this team has to generate pressure on Derek Carr. Again, what I said very early in this segment, which was rattle him and make sure that he is not feeling comfortable in the pocket. Because if he if he's kind of feeling it and he's saying, oh, man, is a guy coming? How many guys are coming? Quarterbacks, we've seen this with the young rookie quarterbacks, second-year guys, third-year guys. The Ravens defense throws them for a loop. And Derek Carr is a veteran. He is a seasoned veteran, has had success at the NFL level. But let's say Jacobs isn't able to go and the Raiders have to rely on their passing offense a bit more, plus the fact that the Raiders' offensive line, that's another big storyline. The Raiders' offensive line, Richie Incognito, one of the veterans on that line, will not play in this game. They're going to have to go with a lot of young guys, guys who haven't played at their respective positions they'll be playing at on Monday night. So they're going to have a tough time, I think, and players like Clayus Campbell in Houston, and I, I wish Derek Wolf was playing, but in his stead, Justin Adeblique and even ties Bowser at Afe Oh, I think those guys can do a lot of damage, especially early on. And if they can force the Raiders to abandon the run game with their offense, and what I mean by that is if the Ravens offense can go up and score, I don't know, 14, 21 early points by the midway through the second quarter or by halftime, and the Raiders can't get anything going, they're going to feel more of a sense of urgency to throw the football. Because again, the run game feeds off of the pass game and the pass game feeds off of the run game. But if you're down by two or three possessions and you, you kind of start to feel that pressure, you're going to start trying to gain chunk plays. And that is going to be by throwing the football. And with the Ravens, their rush defense, one of the best in the NFL last season. So they're going to have to I think do a lot to beat this Ravens team, both defensively and offensively. But if the Ravens can get off to that fast start, I, I hope, and every game I hope that they get the ball to start the second half. If the Ravens can get a three and out on their first possession, give the, give the ball back to the offense. The offense goes down the field and scores a touchdown. Then the Raiders are kind of, they might be in their heads a little bit and say, okay, all right, not a great start, but let's do it again. And if the Ravens defense can get another stop, and then they can go punt the ball away back to the Ravens. The Ravens get it score again. Now it's, oh man, we might be in a little bit of trouble. Now NFL teams are a lot more resilient than that. Don't get me wrong, but it's still it's still in their minds. Now, another thing I want to talk about here before we head into our final break is the Ravens and their bend don't break defense because they don't like giving up that deep stuff. They will play off coverage in situations where you are probably thinking, why are you playing eight yards off the ball right now? 
and, and it's it's frustrating at times. I understand that. But the Ravens trust their red zone defense. Their red zone defense was one of the better ones in the NFL last year. And that's just what they do. They don't want to give up that 50-yard completion or that 70-yard touchdown. They want to keep everything in front of them. And to do that, they will play off coverage in certain situations. And it, it can sometimes result in some first downs that might have been avoidable if they took some risks, played some press. But it, it's what the Ravens do. And they're not going to change that unless something drastic happens where it's like they're giving up all these big plays regardless of playing off coverage or teams are just frying them in the short stuff. And something they need to get a bit better at is screen plays with their aggressive defense, with them playing off so much. Offenses will take what they give them and they will say, all right, you're giving us nine yards here. Fine. We'll take nine yards instead of going for 50. And then it's nine yards, seven yards, eight yards, five yards. They get down into the Ravens 40, the Ravens 30, and then the Ravens tighten up and say, all right, this is our time now. And my my personal motto is if the Ravens defense can end every opposing offense's drive in a kick, so whether that's a punt or a field goal, I think the Ravens win because their offense too, is too high-powered not to score more points than a kick on every single possession. So I think that that's what they have to do. And, and honestly, if the Raiders start to feel a bit of pressure from the time control offense that the Ravens would have, if the Ravens go up 14 nothing or 21 nothing, something that makes the Ravens offense so dangerous is the fact that they can just control the clock. And we'll see how that works with the new running backs and everything. But their rushing offense, they do that really well. They'll, they'll hold the ball in the fourth quarter for 8, 9, 10, 11 minutes and just drain the clock, not even giving the Raiders offense a chance to get back on the field in this case. So that's another thing to watch for sure. But again, I, I just think with the Raiders offensive line, Derek Carr was tied for 16th, I believe it was, in sacks last year where he got sacked. The tied for 16th amount, so in the middle of the pack there. With the new Raiders offensive line, I think it might be a bit more difficult for Derek Carr to stay upright in this one. He might be feeling a bit of pressure. The Ravens, yes, the Marcus Peters loss hurts, but I think the secondary depth is okay, and I think I'm expecting a big game from a couple of Ravens here, of course, but we're going to head into our final break now, and when we get back, we're going to be taking a look at some final score predictions and getting into a bit of storylines as well, so stay tuned for that, and we will be right back, but does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required content varies by package. And Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including coconut, coconut, almond, mint brownie, and salted caramel. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And we return here with our final segment of this Monday edition of Locked on Ravens. Kevin Ostriker is still here with you. And it's a bit of a different Monday here. Obviously, the Ravens opening their season on Monday night against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think this is, uh, again, a huge game for the team. It's the opening game, something where I think they have to get off to a fast start. And one of those storylines for me is what can the offense do early on? We've talked about this in the first segment and even a bit in this, that, that second segment too. 
But what this offense can do early on, I think, is going to be a big indication of how the rest of the game will go. Obviously, it's not going to be, oh, this is what their season is going to be, even if it's good, even if it's bad. But to me, we've seen the Ravens get off to very fast starts in week one before. And we'll talk about my final score prediction in a couple minutes here. But the Ravens are going to have to kind of work really hard to win this game as they have to do with every NFL game. But I think people look at the Raiders and they look at Derek Carr and they look at the offensive line and they look at the defense and they say, this is like a 50 point win. I don't personally see it that way. I think that the Raiders will be a bit more of a challenge than some people think they will be, especially just because of the continuity. I'm not going to call them issues, but the lack of continuity that the Ravens have had at some of their positions so far this year. I talked about the offensive line and how the left guard competition, right? Kind of a a turntable there, turnstile there for a couple weeks where a lot of injuries happened. And there were Tyree Phillips and Ben Powers and Ben Cleveland. Those were the three. And Ben Bredesen was in there as well, but he's now with the New York Giants. But those three were kind of working. Ben Cleveland didn't really get a lot of time to play in the preseason due to injury. Tyree Phillips missed the game. So Ben Powers, after having a very not good, very not good first game against New Orleans Saints, ends up coming back, putting his name back into the starter consideration. Now the Ravens offensive line depth chart or their total depth chart now has Tyree Phillips in there. And I wouldn't be shocked if that were the case. I think it's between Phillips and Powers anyway, just because Cleveland didn't really get a chance to play in the preseason. And I think, you know, he has a couple things to work on in general. But I do think overall, the Ravens offensive line, the wide receivers we talked about as well, the corners, because what's it going to look like without Marcus Peters? There might be a bit of sloppy football, as I talked about in that first segment, because they just have to get used to playing with each other. John Harbaugh gave that offense one series together in week three against the Washington football team. Now, obviously, the end result could have been a bit better in terms of injuries, but that's what they wanted to do. That was their decision. And they looked pretty good outside of those last four plays, which I think everybody wants to get blocked out of their mind. I think that the Ravens, honestly, they played pretty well in that opening series. So if that's what we're looking at for how the Ravens will perform on Monday night, I think we're in for a great game. But again, it's different versus the preseason against what the actual regular season is. This Las Vegas stadium, right? Allegiant stadium is going to be electric. I know everybody's excited to get back in MNT make stadium, see the Ravens fans there and just have that crowd be a 12th man. But the, the Las Vegas Raiders, their first game of fans in the stadium ever since this new stadium was built, it's going to be electric in there. And that could have an impact, especially with new guys on the offense and, and a couple new guys stepping into big roles on the defense. But the biggest thing for the Ravens defense is the general continuity of the guys. The Ravens lost Matthew Judon. They lost Yannick Ngakwe. They lost Jihad Ward. We've talked about it for a long time. But the, the only really addition they brought in in the losses, right, Marcus Peters is a loss, but they brought in Justin Houston. There's Adafe Owe. There's Dalen Hayes, Brandon Stevens, the rookies. But they didn't really add anybody who was going to be a huge, massive contributor who wasn't with the team in 2020 outside of the rookies in Justin Houston. So the continuity is there. On the offensive side of the ball, it is a bit different with the injuries to the running backs, the offensive line with Alandra Villanueva and Kevin Zeitler, the wide receivers with Sammy Watkins. But overall, I think the team does have enough continuity. And that's what it is, right? It doesn't matter if the Ravens win by one point or it's 45 or if it's 60. As long as they get the win, that is what matters. And I personally think that the Ravens will get the job done. You know, again, it's not going to be an easy game. I I don't think it's going to be a 30-point blowout, 35-point blowout, but I do expect the Ravens to win this one. I'm going 35-24. I've kind of stayed consistent with that throughout 
the entire last week or so here. I think that the Raiders defense just will not have enough firepower, especially because they will be working with a couple new pieces as well. And with the way that they did struggle in 2020, adding those new pieces early on can be a bit difficult. And with the Ravens defense going up against that Raiders offensive line that does not have a lot of experience right now, especially with Richie Incognito out of this one, I think the Ravens defense will get a ton of pressure. It will force Derek Carr into some bad throws. And yes, even though ball hark Marcus Peters is not there and available and ready to play in this one. I do think that the Ravens could generate a couple of turnovers, a couple of interceptions. We all know what Marlon Humphrey does with his forced fumbles. But this is a game that I think the Ravens win. It's important for them to win. I think they go 1-0 here and have a pretty good start to their 2021 season. Now, in terms of action that happened on Sunday, yesterday, the AFC North had a pretty good day. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Buffalo Bills, and I think a shocker to many. And also the Cincinnati Bengals ended up beating the Minnesota Vikings in overtime on a last-second field goal. Now, the Cleveland Browns lost a, a heartbreaker to the Kansas City Chiefs. It looked like they were going to win. The Chiefs' defense was not playing well for the first half. They tightened up, though. And, and look, I tweeted, hey, if the Chiefs' defense keeps playing like they play in the first half, the Ravens could put 40 on them. And obviously, I don't think the Chiefs' defense is going to play like that against Baltimore in Week 2. I think a lot of people took it the wrong way. But, you know, that defense, the Browns were torching them. And, you know, any team, you know, if the, if the Browns were playing them, the Ravens, whoever, a lot of teams could have put up a lot of points on the Kansas City defense the way they were playing in the first half. But Kansas City's defense, to their credit, and I give them a lot of it, they buckled down in the second half. They barely allowed Cleveland to move the football outside of a couple plays, forced a few really timely turnovers, and they did this without Tyron Matthew and without Frank Clark and a couple other contributors. So big credit to Kansas City for what they were able to do. Cleveland falls to 0-1 there, so... If Baltimore ends up winning, they're going to be atop the AFC North with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals. But if they lose, they'll be down at the bottom with the Cleveland Browns. So overall, I think this is a Ravens win 35-24 against the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football to open their 2021 season. But that's all that I have for you today. When we get back here tomorrow on Lockdown Ravens, we'll be reviewing everything that happened in the Ravens Week 1 game with the Las Vegas Raiders. So stay tuned for that, and I will see you tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.